Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. It's Nick here, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business. It is 15 minutes to action time. Here we are again, so a nice, short, sharp episode on a Monday that you can take some stuff away and get on it as soon as I am finished with the recording. So there you go, 15 minutes to action. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm going to keep on pushing these along because, as I said, it's great to be able to get something very practical to balance the interviews and the other stuff that we are doing on Scale Up Your Business. So let's get into it. Today, we are going to talk procrastination. And the request for this episode comes from Samantha, one of my clients, who said, have you got anything good on procrastination? Because right now, I need some help. And you know what, Samantha, you are not alone. Procrastination is one of the biggest things that stops people doing what they should be doing. In fact, if we get into it, what is procrastination? Well, it's actually been around for centuries. It's, it's kind of timeless. It was around when there were the ancient Greek philosophers, Socrates and Aristotle, and there was actually a word for it. Back then it was called akrasia. So that's akrasia, A-K-R-A-S-I-A. And the definition back then was acting in a state against your better judgment. So basically, when you do one thing, even though you should be doing another, so loosely translated, it's a lack of self-control. And let's face it, that's what it is. If we're doing something other than what we should be doing, we often know that we should be doing the other thing, but we put it off, we put it off, we put it off, and that starts to cause other things, stress. So I'm going to get into that today. But the modern definition, as I see it, is procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing a task or set of tasks. So whether you refer to it as procrastination or acratia or something else, it doesn't really matter. It's essentially a force that presents you from following through on what you set out to do. Now, I'm going to get into this a little bit today. It kind of backs up a bit of last week's um, 15 Minutes to Action where we talked about the 12-week year and bringing things forward and just not giving yourself the escape route to, to do other things. And that's one of the bits. But I suppose the question is, first, why do we do it? And there's some science behind this. It's in sort of behavioral psychology, and it's a phenomenon that's called time inconsistency. So what that basically means, it's the tendency of the brain to value immediate rewards more highly than future rewards. So if you think of yourself, you've got got a couple of different things. You've got present self and you've got future self. So what happens is you've got present self has the ability to do things and to take action, but future self has the ability to set goals. So when I talk about the importance of vision and goal setting, I'm doing that because future self can set the tone, but present self if you like, is is the enabler to getting those things. So therefore, if you haven't got goals, if you haven't set a, a cadence to use that word again for your future self, it's going to be very, very difficult for your present self to do the things that are going to help you achieve whatever you're trying to achieve. And that's often when you'll just fill your time up with stuff that isn't overly productive and you'll fill, yourself, fill your time up with stuff that 
to be frank, isn't going to serve you in the longer term. So I'm not judging people. If you want to go and spend five hours a day on Netflix, that's absolutely a choice. But just realize that decision is only satisfying your present self. It's not satisfying kind of your future goals and what you're trying to do. Okay, so there is a point here where you could argue that present self and future self are often at odds with one another. So let's use let's use weight and and sort of fitness as an example. Future self wants you to be trim, you know, fit, uh, looking great, but present self wants to eat a donut. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah, so everyone knows that you should eat healthy to avoid being overweight, but you don't quite see the consequences. Um, the other things like, let's say, for example, being overweight can increase the risk of diabetes, heart failure, all that. You don't see that because you want to satisfy the need that you have with your present self. Okay, it happens all the time. It also happens in things like saving and retirement. You'll see younger people, let's say, in their 20s and 30s, they don't realize the benefit of saving and investing because they don't see the benefit of that because it's decades away. But there's so many examples there. If, if you put away a small amount of money on a weekly basis, you'll be a millionaire before you're 30 if you started that when you were sort of young as a, as a, as a teenager or even earlier. But people just don't see that. So you've got to be really clear on this. It's what I call the procrastination and action line. And you can't rely on the long-term consequences and rewards to motivate the present self. So instead, you have to find a way to move the future rewards and punishments, if you like, the consequences towards your present moment so that you can see them. So you make your future consequences become your present consequences. So that's one of the tricks. But I just want to be clear. I'm going to try and explain the line a little bit here so you can understand how this works. So there's a visual that's probably good. I might post this in the show notes as well. But if you think of an axis, a vertical axis of a chart, and that that vertical axis is pain, and then you think of the, let's say, the horizontal axis as time, procrastination goes along at a certain level. So the pain of it, let's say it's in the mid, midpoint of pain, it's, it's kind of there, you know you need to do something, you're not doing it. Time goes on, time goes on, time goes on. And what happens, and this is the interesting piece, is the level of pain or stress or anxiety that you feel increases quite dramatically, actually, the longer you procrastinate. And that's part of the reason why we procrastinate to a point in time where it becomes so painful. What do we do? We take action. And this is the cool bit. As soon as we take action, even if it's tiny, that level of pain, stress, anxiety, whatever you're feeling overwhelm, starts to rapidly reduce. So the point being here is if you are starting to feel that you're procrastinating, it's not working, all that sort of stuff, then the antidote is to start the work. Okay? So the problem is not doing the work, it's starting the work. So don't think that just by starting, you have to do everything. What will tend to happen is you'll start by just doing a small thing, particularly if it's a big project, but that small thing will start to give you momentum and that momentum will carry you forward so all of a sudden the task is done. Okay, so that's the first point I want to make today is that the way to think about that is to take action. So one of the things I've been doing writing a book at the moment, if I look at what writing a book is, it's a big task. It's thousands and thousands of words. If I look at that in one chunk, I've got 
you know, even me, even me who's like pretty productive, right? I've got procrastination all over it. You know, I don't want to do it. It's long. It's hard. Everyone who's written a book knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's hard work. So what do I do? I take action every day in small increments. Now, that does take discipline. But the point is, if I know I'm only going to spend 30 minutes a day writing and over time it's going to compound and compound and compound, that's the way that I cure um, any form of procrastination coming in. Now, there are certain days that even that 30 minutes feels hard, but if I make them a habit and the goal is worthwhile enough, then I know I'm going to be able to complete that goal by doing that. Okay? So let's get into it. I'm going to give you some tips. So we understand what procrastination is. We understand this idea of pain and time. Taking action is the key thing. The other thing I'll add to that is if if your goals are big enough, if they're worthwhile, and you're filling your diary with things that are progressing you towards your goals as opposed to stuff that other people want you to do, then you also have more connection to the, the longer term outcomes back to that future self than you do to your present self. So if I know that if I'm going to prospect for business and I'm going to make X number of calls per week and I know that's going to make me become you know, a multimillionaire in the future, then because I've got that direction of travel, I've got that vision, I've got the why behind it, if you want to use that terminology, then I'm much more likely to move out of procrastination into action. So you can start to see here that if the thing you're doing isn't important enough and you haven't contextualized that enough, you're probably going to procrastinate. If it's too big, you're going to procrastinate. Either way, action is the key piece. Okay, so let's get into it. How do you stop procrastinating right now? So here are some key tips, as, as, is, as is the purpose of 15 minutes to action that you can take away. First thing is make the rewards of taking action more immediate. So as I said beforehand, you can find if you can find a way to make the benefits of long-term choices more immediate, then it becomes much easier to avoid procrastination. So one of the best ways to bring future rewards into the present moment is basically a strategy. I got this from James Clear, actually. Um, fantastic book on, on habits. And it's called Temptation Bundling. So Temptation Bundling is a concept that came out, of, I think it was Behavioral Economics, University of Pennsylvania, I think he talks about. But simply put, this strategy suggests that you bundle a behavior that is good for you in the long run with a behavior that feels good in the short term. Okay? So, an example of this might be uh, only listening to audiobooks or podcasts, you know, you love while you're exercising. So, you know, you should be exercising. So, you bring that together. Uh, it can be watching your favorite show while doing household chores. I often listen to a podcast when I'm getting the vacuum cleaner out. That kind of works for me. Um, only eating at your favorite restaurant when conducting your monthly meeting with a difficult colleague. There's different ways of doing it, but you bring those two things together. It's a really cool way of doing it. It's called, as I said, temptation bundling. The second thing is make the consequences of procrastination again more immediate. So it's the opposite of what we were just saying. So instead of giving yourself a reward, make those consequences more full on. So let's talk about exercise here. So for example, if you're exercising alone, skipping your next workout, uh, let's say for the next week won't impact your life much at all. That's what people think. You, you know, your health won't deteriorate too much because you've just missed the one workout. Yeah, that's what we say. But the cost of procrastinating on exercise only becomes painful literally weeks or months of this stuff going on, this lazy behavior. You know, you're committing to something, you're just not doing it. So if you commit to working out, say, with a friend, 7 a.m. every day or three times a week, the cost of skipping your workout becomes more immediate because... 
Not only are you missing the workout, which we know is the longer term impact usually for people, but you're also letting your mate down. So all of a sudden you've got that accountability and that's one of the secrets why accountability works so much. Okay, the third thing is, and I talked about this with goals and vision, is design your future actions. So this is, this is like what I was saying before about how I time block. So instead of allowing other things to come in, I make sure that on a Sunday I plan my week. And because I'm filling out every single thing in 30-minute increments, sometimes a little bit longer depending on what the activities are, and they're aligned to my goals, I don't give myself permission. And quite often, if you've written down everything and you see it staring you in the face in your calendar and you miss it, then there's another level of, oh God, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to achieve my goals, etc., etc. So it's almost like self-accountability. And I find that works really, really well. The other thing also is, you know, to try and, you know, remove anything that that forces or offers procrastination when you're in those blocks. So turning off your phone, putting your phone somewhere else, putting yourself in a room where there are no distractions, anything like that, and using a technique called Pomodoro where and it's definitely worth a Google where you are essentially using a time block of, say, 25 minutes of deep work with a five-minute break. And that 25 minutes, you're not doing anything except for the task at hand. Stuff like that um, really helps in terms of making sure that those those actions are are there and concrete. And the other one is is really about making the task more achievable, as I said beforehand, that idea of chunking things down much easier to give yourself 15 minutes to do something every day than trying to block something like four or five hours. A lot of people leave things to the end. I remember when I was at university, I used to do that all the time. I'd write the report the day before it was due and then it would become so painful, but I had time pressure to get it done. Much easier. And I've I've learned this over time just to break it into small chunks. And again, you you get to a level of high productivity and high productivity, high productive output day after day after day and that compound effect absolutely um, works okay so there we have it so that's today we're pretty much up to 15 minutes the the key thing here with procrastination is really consistency keeping consistent with your habits making sure that you're not forcing yourself into a position where procrastination becomes difficult And, and i often say it's you know removing the friction of starting and, and requiring you to focus on that single task is such a key thing. Okay, so hopefully that helps. 15 minutes to action. What I encourage you to do now, you've listened to this, you've heard about procrastination, you realize you don't want to do it. Start to plan. Start to plan. Even if that's looking at your day and thinking, okay, what are the things that I need to get done today? Um, it could be tomorrow if it's nighttime you listen to this and get very intentional. List down the top three to five things you want to complete for the day. Time bound it. Do the hard thing first in the morning. Get it out the way first. That's often one of the tricks. And force yourself into that cadence. Yeah, take action. Take action, even if it's small. And that is going to serve you. So there we are, 15 minutes to action. I hope you're enjoying this. As always, get in touch if uh, you have any questions. More than happy to help. And if you're liking these, please let me know. Send me a message. Give me some feedback. Subscribe. Leave a review. All of those things help. And as I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Bye for now.